Welcome to the Six Figure Product Biz Podcast. I'm Carrie, a product-based business coach. I started, scaled, and sold a successful multi-six-figure e-commerce business. And now I love teaching entrepreneurs like you how to start, grow, and scale your dream product business. I'm obsessed with all things marketing, e-commerce, and business, and I cannot wait to share all my secrets with you. I also love all things dogs and coffee. Each week, you'll learn step-by-step tangible strategies to help you scale to the next level in your business, skyrocket your sales and traffic, reach more customers, and gain greater visibility in your business. Because I know you don't want to waste your time or energy trying to figure it out all on your own, but you want the business growth roadmap so you can create a profitable product business that gives you the life you love. Whether you're thinking of starting a product biz or scaling yours, this podcast is the secret sauce to making all those dreams come true. So grab your coffee and your favorite notepad and let's get started. Welcome to episode 61 of the Six Figure Product Business Podcast. Today we have such a fun expert in systems for your subscription box business, which of course can really be implemented for any product-based business. But I love this episode because systems isn't something I usually talk about here on the podcast. I am all about marketing and sales and things like that, content, the visuals, branding. Um, Systems isn't quite my favorite thing, even though it's extremely important in your business. And with my current business, my second business that I have now, I have a ton of systems in place. And I didn't always have that in my first business because as you know, it is all a learning curve. So on today's episode, we have a systems and operations expert, um, Becky exposes. Um, she has a really cool background and she is all about all things systems and organization and online business management, all kinds of things. So now she supports growing subscription box and product-based businesses by developing low-touch, high-impact systems that streamline every aspect of their operations in her business called Subbox Systems. So absolutely such a great episode because it's super different than what we normally talk about. And I love having other subscription box owners on here just to share their experience and what has worked to help them grow and scale. So this is a fantastic episode and we just dive into so many good things. So grab your coffee, grab your wine. It is going to be an amazing one. Well, thank you, Becky. I'm so excited to have you on the show. So thank you so much for your time. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Me too. I'm like, we were just chatting before this, but my systems are not, not always the the best. And so I feel like I'm going to learn so much from you today, but I'm excited for, you know, all the subscription box people out there to, to, to learn from you and just get some better um, guidance on systems. So I guess before we start talking, do you want to just tell everyone a little bit about you? Um, I know that you also have a subscription box business. And yeah, so just tell us a little bit about you, your business and um, how you, you know, help people with your um, amazing systems. Definitely, definitely. So I am for anyone I haven't met yet. My name is Becky Hoy. So I kind of started this journey into subscription box systems when I launched my own subscription box three years ago, three years ago this month, actually. And my subscription box business is called Brave Crate. So it's a monthly deployment countdown box for military spouses. And I don't know if you know this, Carrie, but we're actually recording today on Military Spouse Appreciation Day. So for our community, um, just to kind of be together and and enjoy one another. But um, I started this box kind of to meet a need. I didn't go into the subscription box space thinking, okay, I want to start a subscription box. What should I do to start that? It was more the other way around of here's a need of military spouses who are separated from their partner for many, many months and sometimes a year plus while their service member is deployed. We want to be able to create something that helps them reframe that season instead of looking at it as a season of struggle and a season of loneliness and sadness. How do we deliver something to them every month that helps them turn this into a season of growth and a season of self-development and a season where they invest in themselves and in their own personal development and professional development. And so subscription boxes and the subscription box model just ended up being the perfect fit. And I really hadn't had a ton of experience with that business model other than 
I think I had ordered like a birch box <laughs> a couple of times. And so we dove into this, I dove into this space and started learning about it. And about two years into my business, I had actually been running great crate and serving, you know, hundreds of military spouses every month while also working full time in my job in operations and human resources. And I realized, you know, the thing that had me had allowed me to do that and the thing that was really lighting me up in my business was the backend operations, was implementing systems and figuring out how to make things run as smoothly as possible and create simple rhythms that repeat every month or quarter or year. And it just brought me so much joy. And I realized it allowed me to build a business that like worked for me instead of me having to work for the business. And so I started last year actually offering those kind of services to other subscription box owners to be able to help other sub box owners and e-commerce business owners implement some simple systems in their own business, manage their teams well, manage their workflow well, so that they could also really like, that's the desire behind what I do is that they would also eventually be able to take some, some time away to work on either other passion projects or invest more time in their business in other places. And so that's kind of how this whole crazy mess got started. I love that. And I'm, I, I'm laughing too while you're talking. Cause I'm like, God, she would, she would have had a field day with my subscription box business and my complete lack of systems. Like I'm a marketer. I can market the crap out of anything, but systems is not my thing. And, and I'm aware of that. So part of it is that you have to be aware that you don't have the systems. Um, but two, also, I love that systems like excites you. And even when you're talking, I can see it in your face, like you're feeling excited about it. Um, which is amazing. Cause I think a lot of us who are not so, um, excited about systems, we feel anxiety and potentially like, I don't even want to use the word dread, but kind of like systems can feel dreadful. So <laughs> I'm excited to kind of hear a little bit more about um, the exact systems that you're, that you're using and all that. Um, but yeah, I just had to throw that out there. Cause it's funny when we all have different skill sets and different things that, you know, we did for our business to make it effective and, and, you know, grow and all that, but systems for me were not ever something that, um, and maybe, maybe I did have better systems than I think. I don't know. I don't think so, but, um, you know, I'm excited to hear more. Um, well, and I think too, you know, I love that. <laughs> It all, it stands out to me when you said I didn't have any systems because I hear that all the time. Like I don't have systems in my business. And the reality is we all have systems in our business. They just might not be intentional systems. Mm -hmm. Anything that allows us to get things done. Like if you are sending products out to people as they order, um, whether, whether that's happening quickly and efficiently Mm -hmm. or it's happening, um, kind of jumbled and it feels chaotic to you. They're both systems. But what we ideally want as business owners ultimately is that we have systems in place that feel good for us. We have systems in place that allow us to kind of do more with less time, do more with less energy, do more with, with less like internal chaos and stress. And one of the moments that really stood out to me about systems was when my husband and I went to, we were just talking earlier, I lived in Philadelphia for a couple of years. And my husband and I really became a little bit of like foodies in that time. We loved go like our favorite thing to do. My favorite thing to do is always eating, but in Philly, <laughs> it was specifically like trying different restaurants. And we went to this one restaurant called Tinto, our absolute favorite in the city. And they had this incredible, it was this roasted duck dish that was in this like cherry glaze. And like, you just sit down and it's a whole experience experience and you taste it and you think about it for a week and it's amazing. And we went back a couple of months later, specifically because of this dish and they served it to us and it was just as amazing, exactly the same. And that's kind of what we want to be doing as business owners, right? We want to, and especially subscription box business owners, because we're like doing so many of the same things month after month. And our ideal goal is to be able to provide that same magical experience to our customers every single time that they have consistency and joy and delight. And, you know, I think about this restaurant we loved and it's like, had we gone back two months later and it was, you know, we ordered that same thing we had loved and it, it wasn't the same or, or it came out two hours 
later because the kitchen was in chaos, like that would have really been such a letdown for us. And so I really try to keep that in mind, especially as a subscription box owner, you know, we are like gourmet chefs, we've got to kind of churn out the same thing over and over again. And, and, and the systems in our business, that's like our recipe book. That's like our mise en poids, where we have all of the ingredients cut and put together. It's kind of the thing that allows us to have that same fabulous experience for our community over and over again. So yeah. the kitchen might be messy, but the food still comes out. We just want it to come out quicker and more consistent. I love it. And I love the story about the duck too. Cause I, I, when you were talking, I was like, I, I feel like it's going to go a different way. I thought you were going to say when you came back this, to the second, the restaurant, the second time the food was actually terrible. And so I was, I was waiting for that story. Um, but no, I love that. And I love that, um, like metaphor for systems because that is true. And, and I like, I was just jotting down a quote that you said that I'm going to reference back when I do the show notes for the episode, but it is true that we're trying to create this magical experience each month. And in fact, because a subscription box is for the most part, um, let's just say we, ha- we have a monthly subscription there. I know there's quarterly and all that, but if we have a monthly subscription, you're literally doing the same things each month. So out of any business, you really want to be having systems that are set up the right way. So um, I know you have a bit of a framework for um, your systems. Do you want to kind of talk a little bit about, you know, your method or your framework for systems, just so people can understand um, like a little bit more when we say systems, like what do we mean specifically? Yeah. So kind of big picture. So I do have a, a system and I call it the three D's the way that I personally approach auditing our operations, auditing our systems, figuring out what's working and what isn't. But when I talk systems, I'm really talking anything that helps us to accomplish tasks in our business, anything that helps us to get the job done in our business. Um, And like I said, we all have systems, whether they are beautiful and streamlined and working perfectly or they're a mess. There's no such thing as a, you know, perfect system. We are always going to be adjusting and streamlining. But one of the things I hear from people often is I feel like my business is in chaos or like my business is working, but it's taking me a lot of energy. I don't, I know something has to change. I know I need to streamline. I know I need better systems, but I don't know what that means. And so what I really like to do rather than bringing out a big list of like, okay, these are all of the different processes or systems that we might want to streamline or change in your business. I'd rather look at what is the struggle. So sometimes identifying why your business feels a little bit chaotic, whether you're a solopreneur running your business by yourself or whether you're leading a team, if we can step back and identify where we are feeling the most pressure that can help us to kind of diagnose a little bit where we should spend our time first. So um, I've got three areas that can help us to kind of figure out, okay, where should I focus in on my own system? So those are deadlines, decisions, and delight. And I will break those down. Um, but I want to say before I break them down, for anyone who's listening, if you're listening to this and I'm going through these and you're thinking, Oh my goodness, these all apply to me. You are not alone. <laughs> We've all, Carrie, I'm sure you've been there at some point where you're like, this, everything needs a little help. <laughs> hell yes. Hell yeah. Like the whole, pretty much the whole time I had my business. So, yes. Yeah. So, if everything needs a little help, that's okay. I would just ask you to kind of think through like what feels the most urgent for you? Which of these do you hear? And then think like, no, that, that is the thing that needs a little extra love right now. So, Deadlines. Deadlines can be a really good indicator of a few specific systems that we want to dig into and organize and streamline in our businesses. So if you're someone who is struggling with deadlines as a business owner, for you, that probably looks like constant hustling. So you feel like you're constantly a little bit behind the ball, constantly playing catch up, If you've ever woken up in the middle of the night and wondered, did I order crinkle cut or do I have all of the products I need for next month's box that's shipping in three days? If you, you know, if you're the kind of person right now in this moment in your business where someone asks how you're doing and your immediate response is just like busy, like you are that busy that that's the only response you can get out. If you find yourself skipping life 
So you're like no longer able to do things like date night or girls night or any of the things you love in your life. Deadlines is probably the the key area that you want to focus in on in your business. And there are a couple of things that we can help us to do so that we are not working behind our business, but working ahead of our business or at least alongside of our business. Um, So we're not always playing catch up. So one of those is automation. So um, if deadlines is the struggle within your business, a great thing to ask yourself is what can I automate? What can I stop doing and let technology do for me? And here's the hard part with automation. Automation, and this could be anything like customer support where you have a better autoresponder so that when people are reaching out, they can maybe even take immediate action. This can be automating different financial processes in your business, whatever it means for you. The hard part is we have to block out time to do it, right? So automation, unfortunately, doesn't just like pop into itself. None of these things do. Um, But once we have it set up, it's going to help us kind of move the needle in our business and do more with less time. Um, so automation is one area that can really help us if we're feeling behind the behind the ball a little bit in terms of keeping up with the day-to-day tasks or month-to-month tasks in our business. Workflows and SOPs. Oh my, my goodness. Gosh. Oh my yes. gosh. Yes. They're my favorite. <laughs> and I know some people hear workflows and SOPs and they just think, oh no, please don't. <laughs> I need to like, you need to come over and like work for my business now, please. Because I just literally yesterday wrote my first ever SOP. Yay. We should have an SOP party today. That's amazing. My first one ever. This is my second business and I've had, you know, businesses now for almost four years and I just wrote my first one. So, oh my God, I need your help too. (laughs) Well, and so I think that's a really important point though. Like, can you run a business without these things? Yes. Can you run a wildly successful business without these things? Yes. But I'm, I bet now that you have that first SOP written, you can see how doing more of that and kind of having more documentation and documented process is going to give you a little more time to like do things you enjoy or do non-business like things. Um, For anyone who doesn't know what an SOP is, it is just a standard operating procedure And essentially what you're doing within an SOP is you are going through the painstaking process of writing down step by step exactly what needs to happen to accomplish one specific task in your business. And you are writing it out in all of its glorious detail, including all of the silly steps that you think no one would ever need to know about because you are going to have them so perfectly laid out that number one, you will never miss a step again when you're doing it. But number two, and maybe more importantly, when you are ready to expand your team and bring someone else in to serve alongside of you, this process is going to be their guidebook. This process is going to be the thing that allows them to jump in and feel confident and thrive. It's going to allow you to hire one time instead of five times because someone jumps in and doesn't feel prepared. Um, And so having all of that documented is helpful. And here's one of the things that I've seen, which might surprise you, is that oftentimes the things we procrastinate, or at least I've noticed for myself and many of the, um, many of my friends that I work with, Mm -hmm. often the things we procrastinate are the things that we don't necessarily remember all the steps for, because we feel like, oh, I know I need to run my end of month financials but it's a lot of steps and I have to really think hard about what happens after each one and and what are all the steps I need to take. So having that written out, it takes it out of your brain. It takes it, it, it's almost like semi-automating it. Like you still have to do it, but you don't have to think about it. It's it's so plug and play because you've written it down. Um, and then finally, project management is is one of the areas that can really help with deadlines. Carrie, you know, I'm like an Asana diehard. I love Uh, Asana, it's my favorite project management tool, but creating regular rhythms in your business, recurring rhythms using Asana is really, really helpful, especially for a subscription box. Like you said before, as subscription box owners, we are really performing so many of these same tasks over and over again. And so having those kind of laid out ahead of us and not wondering if they're done can make such a difference and help us feel more caught up. You're making me feel so bad about my business. 
All right. My current business, I do use Asana. Um, I'm more thinking of my past business. Like I didn't do any of this stuff. It's so bad. And, you know, I can really speak from personal experience. Yes. You can grow your business. Um, like I had, you know, I grew my business to multi six figures in two years and I didn't outsource. I didn't get help. I did it all on my own. And I was like a freaking hot mess. And so I have to say like, if you are listening and you're like, well, I don't really want to do all these systems. They will just help you. They will help you save time. And, you know, when you were talking about getting stuff out of your head and onto like paper, that is a really important thing to really think of because I know I'm not alone when I say like, I used to literally wake up in the middle of the night and be like, oh my God, I have to create my inserts. I have to post this on social media. I have to send a toy. Oops. I have to send that that refunded item to the customer. Like, Oh my God, I have to order. I forgot to order this item. Like if you don't have systems set up, you're going to forget stuff. And then that just makes, it just turns your life very stressful. And I feel like when I think back to owning a subscription box, while it was incredible, I loved it. I learned so much. It was also really stressful. And I think because I never implemented all those systems. So a lot of that stuff you're talking about, I do have in my current business because I've learned what not, you know, I've learned what not to do, but, you know, I think it's one of those things when, when it's your first business, like you don't know what you don't know. So I love that you're giving so many specific examples. Like, okay, if these are the things that you're doing that are happening in your life, like you're forgetting to do things like a date night or exercise, then, you know, you need to be looking at more automation. So I, I love those specifics and thank you for kind of diving into all those. That was really helpful. Well, and I would say too, you know, it's, it's important to remember we don't have to do everything, right? Even when it comes to systems and and planning and project management, we don't have to do all the things. It's more about like choosing the ones that fit really well for you and are going to solve the problem in front of you. Um, yeah. So it's not about like tomorrow blocking out a whole day and automating all the things and creating 20 SOPs. It's like, what do what do I need help with right now in this moment that would take the most weight off? Yeah. I'm just curious because again, um, I'm sure you have seen a lot of different things working with people. If you could sum up like one thing that out of all those systems that you just mentioned, what is one thing that you feel like either is the most important to figure out first, or if you feel like you work with businesses and they're a bit of a, I don't want to use the word disaster because I feel like we're all disasters in our own way. Like we are all figuring everything out when you're shipping products, marketing, being the customer service person making website changes, like you only can do so much, maybe a situation where like someone just, someone's business was like kind of a disaster and you really helped them. Maybe like one part of that, what would that be? Yeah. So if, let me start by saying this, I think that which of these areas you decide to mention, we just talked about deadlines or if you're struggling with decisions or not, you know, finding delight in your business, um, which one you choose and the things that you decide to spend time streamlining and organizing and creating efficiencies around in your business really have to be so personal to you and what brings you joy. And so when I, you know, go in to work with a new client, a new member of the Subbox Systems family, it really is so personalized to where they are. And some some people, um, they really find a lot of peace in getting that deadlines area under control. And they're like, no, the SOPs are going to be the thing that that brings me a lot of peace because I know the next thing for us is hiring, or I know the next thing for us is um, maybe restructuring tasks in our business. Um, but if you're struggling, for instance, with decision making, and you struggle to find, you know, figure out what decisions need to be made in your business, or if you make decisions and don't feel good about them, and that's the thing that weighs the heaviest, then really digging into like data tracking and KPI tracking and having regular rhythms of review, getting those things cleaned up in your business, having a really good data dashboard where you know what you're tracking and can learn to make decisions around that, that's going to be probably a better place um, better place to start. And if you're struggling with delight, if you're doing all the things, but it's just not bringing you joy, then it's time for us to talk about outsourcing or onboarding or creating a calendaring rhythm around task batching and making sure that we're 
working efficiently. So I think it really, really what it comes down to is figuring out like which of these weighs the heaviest on me and starting there. Because like you said, like you can, you can make it happen, right? Like you can make it happen without any of these things or with any combination of them. Um, It's just not always going to be the most fun and the most fulfilling. Yes. I love that so much. And I like how you were talking about how these things are very personal and, you know, just because maybe for me, I would have, I really could have benefited from the outsourcing part, you know, and not doing everything. But for me, what I have liked the data dashboard and all that actually probably yes, because I love analytics and I love being able to track progress and growth. So I actually would have loved that. And so that would have been great for me, but yeah, I think it is important to know, um, you know, your own strengths and things that you like, and like, what do you not like about your business? And, you know, those are great things that you should be outsourcing or getting help with. So you don't have to, you know, like we were talking about automation. Automation is so important. And, again, something that I do in my business now, but I didn't always do with my um, subscription box. I feel like I really could have benefited from um, working with you. That's for sure. So. (laughs) Well, and I think, you know, you mentioned the, the idea of automations. I do think that while it is a personal decision and we have to be able to recognize where we want to focus in when we're kind of streamlining our business process, Oftentimes, what I find is that deadlines ends up feeling the most like the mo- most urgent area because if we're struggling with deadlines, if we're if we always feel like we're hustling, and let me say this: I know there's a big, you know, segment of the business community who kind of is like a little bit anti-hustle now, where we're like, oh, we don't want to hustle; we want to kind of. Um, you know, if you're hustling too much, it's, it's a problem. I truly believe in hustle. I think hustle is great. I think that, um, you know, if you're working in your business and you love it and you're in your flow, that's excellent. But I'm talking about like, not just hustling for a season or hustling because you're loving it, but hustling because you're behind schedule. Um, and so if that's us, it's really hard to even worry about the decisions and the delight, right? So if we're if we're hustling so hard that we can't sleep, we can't go grocery shopping because um, we're just keeping our business running on like pure willpower, then it's hard for us to even take that step to think about how we're making data-driven decisions, how we're managing our KPIs or rhythms of reviewing our business or to, you know, even that next level worry about delight. Like what, what do we want to be doing in our business? It feels so far, uh, far away from us because we're just this duck paddling water trying to keep everything afloat. So while it is personal and it is kind of subjective, I do find often that that deadlines piece takes priority if we feel like our business is in a little bit of chaos or just feels a little bit overwhelming. Yeah. Oh my God. I love that so much. Um, so like so much value here. I feel like I've learning so much from you and also just, again, I'm not a systems person. I'll, I'll admit that. Like I had to hire someone for my current business to set up Dubsado for me so I could automate you know, my onboarding of clients. And then even with that still, I, it's not even still a hundred percent set up. And so I still have to do things manually and I can really attest to the fact that like, even, even doing some automation is literally life-changing. Like your mind will be blown. (laughs) So I I'm excited to, you know, we'll talk about your services in a bit and like how you can actually help people. But I really have to say, um, coming from a subscription business where I didn't have a lot of systems to a business now where I have a lot more systems in place, it's it's life changing on how much more. Like you talked a lot about mental space, I think mental space. Um, I can really say that that's exactly what happens. Is like it frees up mental space so you can actually do other things and not worry about you know the 500 things you have forgotten to do or like you know oops I forgot to send that email out because it wasn't automated so I I just love this I think it's such a great conversation and um yeah like I said I I I wish I had known about you um like 3 years ago so <laughs> um and then like I know there's a lot of people listening who you know like you like you started your business part time you were you were working full time um a lot of people that I work with or students in my programs, you know, they feel like they're kind of spending time doing a lot of things, but not really always accomplishing specific tasks or goals. What would you say if someone felt like they were spending like a lot of time doing things, but not always accomplishing anything? 
Yeah, that's a great question. So specifically for anyone who is working full-time and starting up a business or and growing a business, I worked in, I worked full-time while growing my business for about two years. And yeah, so it was quite a while that I did that. And it can feel like you're just kind of spinning the wheels a little bit. And so one of the things that is really transformative in that case is for me, at least is time blocking. And I really recommend it for, for anyone who feels like, Hey, sometimes I sit down at whatever my block of time I've set aside is like, I sit down in the beginning of the day and I get to the end of the day and I don't even know what I've done. <laughs> like I I'm, I'm working, but nothing is really happening or there's nothing to show. Time blocking is really helpful because it puts intentional space on your calendar for the things that are most important to you and the things you actually need to accomplish. And so that can also include task batching, which is really also life-changing. And especially if you are a, you know, a multi-business owner, or you are a business owner who also works in a conventional profession outside of owning your business, batching your tasks together is one of the best ways to free up your space outside of work time. Cause it lets you accomplish, you know, if you're posting your own social media posts, rather than waking up every day and getting into that mind space and remembering to log in and do it, you're doing it all at one time. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, for, for subscription box owners, especially fulfillment is a great thing to start thinking about task batching. And actually, uh, I ha- I do have a resource that can help some, some folks who want to get started with that, where it'll walk you through how to batch your first task inside of Asana. Um, so having those benchmarks for yourself and helping pe- helping yourself kind of put the bumpers on a little bit so that we're not working on all the things and actually working on none of the things is really helpful. Um, the other thing that I think is really important when it comes to productivity is having dedicated off time. And I, I think of it as like sacred space. And when I started my business a number of years ago, I sat down with my husband and we, we made an agreement that he was on board with me spending basically all my time doing this. Like whenever I needed to, to be working, to grow this business and to pursue this mission, he was on board and supportive of it. And he was going to remember that even on the nights where he was wishing I was available. But we also agreed that we had a regular date night every week and it, you know, there were no parameters around what it had to look like, but this was a set aside time for us to connect. And I knew that, because I had committed to that sacred space in my life where I was like, no, this is my rock in the river. Everything else flows around it. This is the thing I'm committed to. I knew like, hey, if date night is on Friday at six, I better get these things done by six. Because if not, there's going to be this traffic jam of priorities in my life. And so I think intentionally scheduling your sacred spaces, your downtime and feeling fully committed to them can also help to push us into a more productive mode during the times that we are working. Because we know that time is coming. We want to be respectful of it and responsible with that time we're being given. And we don't feel like, oh, it's okay. I can spend, you know, an extra 45 minutes doing this thing. I probably could have been done with 20 minutes ago because I'll just like push it into the evening. Because like, no, that's a sacred time that you have set aside for yourself and your own person. So those are a couple of things that have been really helpful for me. That's amazing. And so really, really smart too. Again, like these are not, these are basically things I didn't do at all um, with my subscription business. And I know a lot of people listening have they're juggling, you know, full-time jobs. They're juggling just like all the other crap that we're all trying to do in our life. So, um, small things that can make a big difference, like task batching, um, blocking off your calendar, um, really, really things that are actually easy to do. But I just think we don't either. We're not aware that 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 will help us. Um, or we just don't actually do it. I think part of it is like, okay, yes, I need to, you know, block my calendar off, but then you don't do it. You know, you're like, Oh, I'll do it next week. I'll do it in two weeks, you know, or like, you know, and I've been there with the social media, like waking up and posting every day, which is such a waste of time. Oh my God. It's such a waste of time. So I I'm with you on like, I love again. Now I task batch everything. I block off my calendar. Mondays are like my CEO days. Fridays are podcast days. And I try not to 
like sway from that. Yes, there's exceptions, but I do think having boundaries with your time is really important. So I'm glad that you kind of touched upon that. Um, and I also think it's healthy just to have some boundaries. Like you were talking about your date night. I mean, the thing is too, we have, we create these businesses for different reasons. We want to create like a legacy. We want to create this product that can become big and famous maybe, or we want to give back. I mean, we have different reasons for creating, but a lot of it is, is geared under, we want our own freedom. Like we're creating a business so we can create a life that we want on our rules and our time. And then we end up getting kind of like suffocated by our businesses because they take over. They, you know, you're, you're dealing with customer service issues. You're dealing with like packing, shipping, curating boxes. It's so many things that you're doing each month. And it can feel like you're kind of like drowning with tasks and, you know, to-do lists and that's not always fun. So I do think setting up boundaries where, you know, you're making sure that you're taking care of yourself or like going on your date night or going to your kid's soccer game every Friday night. Like those are important things too. So I do agree with you with like blocking those out. So, um, and then too, like, I know a lot of people, and again, like, this is really how I felt with my old business was like, I was always feeling behind all the time. Like I literally, my inbox had like thousands of emails. I would never get through them. <laughs> and I will say half of them were like for in, from influencers asking for free products. So part of them were, you know, I just would ignore those, but how do you like, how can people not feel like they're drowning in tasks or like drowning in to-do lists and not finishing stuff or feeling behind all the time. Yeah. So two, two points I want to make about that. And the first is about inbox. Um, and I would encourage everyone. I know some of my clients, friends who I work with think I'm absolutely off my rocker with this one, but inbox zero is one of the best things that you can do for your own mental energy and mental space is um, finding a system that works for you to at least pursue or work towards inbox zero. And that means having an inbox with nothing in it. Um, it means you empty your inbox every day. And one of the best tips I can offer for those who are working toward inbox zero mm-hmm. is send fewer emails and delete more emails. The more emails that you send, the more conversations you start, the more things you reply to, the more responses you're going to get. So we Mm -hmm. have this strange email etiquette sometimes where we feel like we need to reply and say, okay, got it. Thanks. When sometimes we don't, in some instances we do, but sometimes we don't. And when we don't, it's okay to just delete. And I think some of us you know, I used to very much feel this way. I would feel like, oh, well, if I hold on to this thing in my inbox right now, I'll eventually follow up on it later. Like my inbox is almost like a pseudo to-do list. But then there's also a lot of trash in there with that inside of my inbox along those things I want to follow up on. So that's a great starter system. If you're feeling overwhelmed is to start getting organized and Really, like if you haven't responded to something in three months, do a quick search for any keywords that you think are like really critical, like maybe from your bank or something like that, or from a colleague that you wouldn't want to miss. And then if it's not one of those things and it's more than like two or three months old, just start with a fresh slate and delete those things and sort the rest. Um, So that's my note about inbox zero. I think that that's really, really important. Um, This Second thing that I think can be really powerful when you are feeling overwhelmed as a business owner is figuring out what you can just simply stop doing. And sometimes that is the scariest thing for us to do as business owners because we feel so committed to the things we're doing. And like I said before, even if you feel like you don't have systems, you do. The things you're doing day to day in your business are systems. And so when we say like, what can we just stop doing altogether and nothing, you know, what can I stop doing? And it's not going to set the world on fire. It's not going to, you know, so few people will notice if I stop doing this, it's not going to have any major impacts. Um, when we actually take a step back and are willing to take that scary step forward of saying, okay, I'm just going to stop doing this thing. Mm-hmm. Um, it can really clear so much space for us and helps us to get really organized about exactly what we want to be spending our time on. So what are the, what are the key things that have to get done in your business? everything else, what would it look like if you just stopped 
doing it and just let it mull around in your head a little bit. Imagine what that would look like and see what it feels like. Try it on even for a month or something, like stop for a month and see what that does. Can that include like not responding to customers? (laughs) Right, exactly, exactly. And so that's a great (laughs) example though. But I think that's an important point is, you know, if you do identify something like that, where you're like, man, the thing I would love to stop is responding to customer service emails. And Mm -hmm. it just doesn't bring you delight and joy in your business. But unfortunately, it's not something you can stop. That's a really great place to work toward either outsourcing or onboarding an actual team member into your business, even if it's not today, even if it's not tomorrow, having Mm -hmm. that plan for the future about what you want to personally stop doing in your business can make a world of difference in terms of how you're thinking about your business, how you are making decisions in your business and what you're working toward. Yeah, I love that. And I have to preface by I was completely joking. I'm very sarcastic. I'm from the East, I'm from Boston and we're very sarcastic. And I talk all the time about like love on your customers, be obsessed with your customers. Customer service is number one. So I was totally joking. Um, I have to just preface that because people would be like, you always talk about customer service being the most important thing. Um, but yes, like sometimes sometimes customer service can feel very draining because you deal with like crazy people. And of course they, they want, um, they want their, their problems sorted. So it's important, but I love how you said, okay, if you don't like doing that, well, how can we outsource it? How can we, um, automate some of that? So I think that's a really, really good thing to do. Um, what would be something that someone could just stop doing? I know that you talked about what can we stop doing? Like, could you give any example around that? Yeah. So I almost hesitate to share examples because it is so unique to your specific business, but I can say in my business, um, my subscription box business, as an example, I had this very long history, year and a half of recording, which video recording is not my favorite thing to do. I do it because I know it's, it's a good thing and it helps me connect, but man, if I'm going to procrastinate anything, it's taking photos and doing videos. So every month I used to put together this beautiful unboxing video where I would record the unboxing and I would then actually do video edits on it and post it. And I realized this was taking up so much time. I like to, I honestly hated doing it. It wasn't any fun at all for me. Mm -hmm. And when I looked at the impact it was having, I either couldn't measure it or what I could measure seemed really negligible. Mm -hmm. So I said, okay, this is something I don't enjoy and it's taking up a lot of time. Maybe I don't do this anymore and I'm going to not do it one month. And I'll tell you the first month I didn't do it. I felt so guilty. I felt like I was skipping something, right? Even though I made this rule, I made the rule of, Hey, we do this every month. I felt like I was breaking the rule, even though I had already made it. And so I stopped doing this and I ended up pivoting a little bit. And now we do these really fun Instagram unboxing stories that are quicker and take less, you know, mental energy and less time, but actually are more engaged with. And so that's a good example of something where maybe you've kind of self-imposed a task or a process in your business that maybe doesn't necessarily have to be done every single month. And it depends on, you know, what, what your own internal processes are, but in terms of like, you know, maybe data tracking can be a good example as well. It maybe you're tracking all the things and only using a few of them in decision-making. Well, Mm -hmm. maybe we can stop tracking some of those, or maybe we need to adjust what we're tracking. So it really comes down to like figuring out what's serving my business and what is not serving my business, but still taking it up way too much of my time, that's the place that we want to think about just starting to say no and letting things go, which is hard. It's so hard as a business owner. But once I'm here on the other side of at least one no to tell you, it feels great <laughs> once you do it and let it go. Yeah, you have to, you have to figure out what, what, like number one, what you like doing and what's actually working for you. So if you're doing something that, you know, is not bringing you customers and it's not enhancing the customer experience for your existing customers and you hate doing it. Well, that's definitely something you want to get off your plate, you know? And I can like, for me, that's YouTube. I have a YouTube channel now and I create a lot of like how to content, you know, how to start a subscription business, how to grow, blah, blah. Um, but I don't like 
I don't always like doing it. And so I procrastinate that so badly, so badly. And, um, I am going to keep doing it. However, it's just a good example of something that, um, like I don't like doing. And so I just put it off repeatedly over and over. So, um, but it's always good to identify things that you're doing that you just, if you don't like them, if it's making you feel miserable, then that's a great place to start, um, looking to outsource or just not do anymore. And of course, like, yes, you have to respond to your customers. Um, but do you have to respond to the, all those influencers messaging you, asking you for free product? Um, no, you don't. That's a great delete button right there. So, um, just my opinion. (laughs) (laughs) And I think once you start looking, it's almost like when you're thinking about buying a car and Mm -hmm. all of a sudden you start seeing it everywhere. I think that's what it's like with finding things to say no to in your business. Once you start looking for them and looking through that lens at every task you do, you'll, you'll identify. I hope when this drops someone, this podcast drops that someone shares in the, in, you know, the feedback in the comments, something you've stopped doing in your business, because I really think there are so many different areas that we can kind of trim our tasks a little bit. I love that. And I'm definitely going to ask people to like, let's hear some of the stuff that you're going to say no to, because it's important. You know, you can't say yes to everything. Um, so I want to talk about your services. Maybe one last thing, if you could give a subscription box business owner, one, your best tip on anything, anything, it doesn't even have to be systems. I guess anything you want to share, um, given that you have a subscription box and you help people stay more organized, what would you, what, what's your best tip? Yeah. So this is going to come as a surprise from someone who does admittedly love organization. My number one tip for subscription box owners and really business owners of any kind is to do it dirty. You are never going to have the perfect plan. You're never going to have the perfect system. And if you don't jump before you feel like you're ready, you're never, ever going to jump. And my favorite, the best thing I ever did for myself when starting Brave Crate was telling five people who I really admired that I was going to do this thing because that peer pressure is powerful. And you don't want to be at Thanksgiving next year and have Aunt Susie ask you like, oh, what happened to that idea you said you had and and that you were going to follow up on? So having that external positive peer pressure can really help to push you into that next step. So tell people you care about that you, what your plans are, where you want to go. If you've already launched, then what your next big milestone is, tell Mm -hmm. people, put it out into the world and do it before you feel like you're ready because you can, you can build the plane while you're flying it. Um, As much as I would love to live in a world where, you know, we have the perfect plan and run with it. It's just not the reality. And so we have to be constantly adjusting and changing, but that shouldn't stop us from getting started or making progress in where we want our business to be. Yeah, no, I love that. And that, like my business was so scrappy and I, you know, it was scrappy from day one, but it was actually scrappy until the day I sold my business. You know, that was just how I was. And I really wouldn't have had it any other way because I was able to learn so much. If you if you kind of start your business and you aren't doing all the things, you're not going to learn as much, you know? And like, we were just talking about customer service a little bit, like what, how I learned, I learned so much from answering customer service emails. I learned so much how to care for my customers and to serve them and all that. So again, if I had outsourced that from day one, I wouldn't have known all that. So anyway, um, so that's an amazing tip. Thank you so much. And then how can people work with you? Like, let's hear how people can find you. And then to what kind of services, um, you know, can you offer subscription box owners? Yeah. So anyone who would like to can find me at beckyhoy.com. And I'm also the Becky Hoy on Instagram and Facebook. And I work with a select few number of subscription boxes at a time as an online business manager. And so that really means managing the system setup and the implementation and process for a lot of the things that we have been chatting about today. So things like creating workflows and SOPs in their business, managing projects for them in Asana or managing ongoing workflows in Asana to keep the team on task, um, setting up automations tracking KPIs, team onboarding, and making sure we are hiring the right people and creating an onboarding experience that lets us hire one time and bring someone onto the team who really reflects all of the team values. And so um, any of those regular rhythms of business is where I really 
love helping subscription box owners. Um, I work one-on-one with clients right now, but if you're looking for um, just some guidance and support, definitely follow me on the gram and at beckyhoy.com slash resources, you can get this free download. It's called the Subbox Asana Quick Start, and it will help you get your first project set up in Asana, which is a project management tool, and it'll help you create specifically for subscription box owners, your fulfillment project. So your task batch for getting your fulfillment done in a month. Um, And so something you can use month after month, and that's a really great place to start. Hmm, Amazing. Well, thank you so much. I'm so excited for this to air because like I said, I feel like I learned so much from you and I know other people who, you know, are starting a business or growing theirs and they don't have a lot of systems set up can just learn some like small bits that they can get started with like the task basking, I'm sorry, task batching or um, like, you know, blocking your calendar for things. So amazing, amazing things for people to get started with. So yeah, thank you so much. This was amazing and so grateful for you and your time today. Thank you for having me. All right. Bye. So who is ready to implement some amazing systems into their business after this episode? I know I am. I feel like I learned so much from Becky on this episode. (laughs) Um, So if you guys have not um, left a review for the podcast, I would really appreciate it if you could take a moment and just go into Apple podcast or Apple, I think it's Apple iTunes podcast. I don't know. (laughs) The link is below and tell me what you loved about this episode and just write a review. Give us five stars for good karma, please. And I just really appreciate that. The reviews help the podcast get pushed out to more and more people. And I just appreciate all of your feedback. Um, And if you have any questions on this episode, be sure to send me a DM on Instagram. And of course, be sure to follow Becky on her social channels. We have um, real Becky Hoy on Instagram. And then we have beckyhoy.com. And she also has a really great freebie that she mentioned in the episode is a subscription box Asana quick start. So Asana is something that um, I use for my business and I love it. It's just really, really great. So, all right, guys, I will see you next week. Thank you so much for joining me today. If you love this episode, please go ahead and leave a review on Apple Podcasts and then take a screenshot and share it on your Instagram stories. Tag me in it at Carrie A. Fitzgerald. My name is in the show notes. Thank you so much and I'll see you guys next week.